Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the West Side Era of All Time Season 9. I mean, Season 5. Season 6. I wish it was Season 6 so we could make that that joke. This is not really a joke, but you know, that reference. Oh, you're putting that through? Good man. I was for a minute. Uh, Tim and Guy here. We've just watched Emmanuel Forever. And we are broadcasting to you live from a cul-de-sac in Westmere, uh, just down by the water here at Cox's Bay Reserve. Cox's Bay, chosen in, for its hilarious name and connection to the genre. Uh, in sunny Auckland, and there is a very haggard-looking pigeon coming up Where's towards that, me. Dude? Let me see, let me get a load of this pigeon. Where is it? Can't see. Uh, it. You don't have eyes on the pigeon. Nah. Well, rest assured. Is it in the water or it's on the seen bench? Better days. It's it's uh what well, it's not nowhere to be seen anymore. It's 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 escaped my eyeline too. Oh, shit. Um, it was just such a beautiful day, and I've actually been in a very buoyant mood. Uh, and I said, I said as much when I saw Tim. And Tim, Tim was uh, outside. I saw when I entered his property. I saw a cup of coffee and a book next to a seat out in the sun. And I thought, I mean, we've both been having such nice mornings. It's a work day. You know, we've, we've got to do this work. And Tim said, "Fuck it, let's, let's go to the, the beach. Let's go to the water." And we have, and it's high tide too, which makes a huge difference because it's sort of an estuary which we're at. So, do you want one of these? At low tide, I don't need to hear myself. Okay. I offered him an earbud for everybody listening. At low tide, it can look kind of nasty and the, the smell will get you. But at high Ugh. tide, it's a beautiful. You, you've been for a swim here, you said. Yeah, too. once it was an accident. You're not supposed to, but I didn't realize that at the time. So a lot of effluent waste gets funneled out into this part of the uh, ocean. I went for a big run. And it was a very hot day, and I, I got down here, and I was like, fuck, man, it's so hot today that if I just take a quick dip, I'll be able to dry out in the sun by the time I walk home. What and happened? Not, like, all everything I said was true, and it was great. But 
I also might now have some sort of parasite. Yeah, it's one of those things. I did that at a, a beach just around a few uh, bays in Hearn Bay. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, I went home and went on RNZ and uh, Radio New that, Zealand. Yeah, there was a, a list of uh, beaches that had been released by the Auckland City Council that were, were no longer safe for swimming due yeah. to the rate of effluence. And um, I'd just been, you know, head and ears under and. Swimming around in your own fecal matter. In that precise body of water. But, you know, is there an argument that uh, it builds the immune system stronger, better, well, bit of exposure? That's what happens with these, uh, when we bubble wrap our kids. Hey, here's what I found online. Oh, Bixby, man. <laughs> you got to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Bixby is so eager. Bixby, Bixby's very sensitive. Used. Should we talk about our, um, our uh, recent... Windfall? Uh, windfall, a professional success. Well, only in the context of the podcast, which is that you're probably wondering, where did we watch it and how did we watch it? We watched it inside of the car, front two seats. On what screen? What screen could possibly have a brightness setting that allows for the various different shifts in the weather and uh, light that you get inside of a car in the open air in Auckland City? And that screen belongs to a new smartphone. And Tim and I both got given free versions of the smartphone because we did an ad. I really like that you're not naming even the brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the performance of the screen is impeccable. Mm-hmm. And that's all we'll say about that until they give us more money to mention it <laughs> on the podcast, a privilege they have not paid for. Yeah, they've paid for the privilege of us mentioning it uh, in ads that they get to choose where they're distributed. Yeah. But the podcast... <laughs> We've, we've, That's ours. We've been uh, bitten before by putting the, the cart before the horse. Looking at you, <laughs> unnamed pizza establishment, whose URL yeah. I still hold dominion over for the New Zealand region. If they want to operate here, they've got to get through me. And if there's one thing you've got to know about Tim Bat, it's that he is incredibly vindictive and knows how to yeah. hold a grudge. He has a domain name and he will not necessarily use it I will not be compassionately in, or I will wisely. Not, I will not be in any way reasonable. With the amounts of money that I demand for blazepizza.co.nz if they come knocking. Yep, you've been put on notice, motherfuckers. They fucked around and they're about to find out if they dare step foot in this region. And every year I keep renewing the URL. <laughs> what do you pay? <laughs> it's not a lot. It's probably like $40 a year or something like that. You're a that. bit of a URL guy. Yeah, it, co- it ends up costing a lot because I'm just like, oh, it's only one more of these. Um, GuyMDB.com is about to come up for renewal. I think that one can probably go. Didn't do anything with that. Still the proud owner of RoseMatafeo.com from a conversation in a bar once where she was like, yeah, I don't own, like I don't have, this was like four years ago in Melbourne. She was like, yeah, I don't own RoseMatafeo.com. I was like, oh, I wonder if it's available. And while everyone was just having beers, I was like, yep, bought it. I own it now. She was like, what? <laughs> It's better in your hands than, you know, some I, that's unwieldy the way I look maniac. At it. I've, I've told her that she could have it, like, whenever she wants What's it. What's the cost? Nothing. It's right. No, come, come on, on be honest. Nah, tell absolutely me what it's not. Cost no, you, on, want you can guy, tell me. You want Guy you MTB? It's going to cost you money. How much? Uh, heaps, dude. When's it up for renewal? Mm, November or something. But now that I know there's interest, I'll definitely renew it. I get the first right. No, nah, I'm to... actually not interested. Oh, fuck. The old bait and switch. Yeah. This stays in this car. But I want that URL. Guy MDB? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, maybe we can uh, come to some sort of arrangement. I also still own comedyfest.co.nz. What's their website? 
They've got comedyfestival.co.nz, but I bought comedyfest.co.nz like five years ago and just <laughs> redirected it to my show's page on their website. <laughs> so if anyone was like, oh, yeah, the Comedy Fest, I'll just go to comedyfest.co.nz. They'll be like, oh, okay, I guess, okay, sweet Tim Betts show. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I thought it was good. But then they made me stop doing that after about three years. They figured it out. Really? Yeah. Well, they politely asked, and I was like, yeah, fair enough, I've had my fun. <laughs> this is probably a bit unfair. Um, any any news on the, on the what's the forecast, the retrospective weather forecast for boners, Tim? Put a couple boys on. The retrospective <laughs> forecast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Boner Patrol, the reporting's in. Not even the tiniest little anything today. Yeah, man. it's I'm too relaxed. I'm very tired, and we're at the beach. It's kind of nice. Well, it's not really a beach, but you know the water. There was nothing about the Emmanuel Forever, which, by the way, is the first technically non-canon Emmanuel film. Even though Sylvia Cristel appears, yeah. Well, not just appears. She's she's co-headlines. Yeah, not as um the the sort of. Spry young, not in her. Is it corporal? 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 Corporal form? Corporal. What does that mean? I, I, it just means uh, physical. Physical. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, not in that. She she's in it. It's it's quite a confusing storyline actually, and probably one worth visiting. It is so boring. Like the way that this movie <laughs> told its story was awful. It's the same mistake that I've made in so many other Emmanuels, where two people strike up a conversation yep. and the entirety of the action takes place in flashback and yep. so there's a beautiful young woman who is Emmanuel Emmanuel is actually it's kind of perfect that the person she's talking to because Emmanuel is a James Bond like figure the character is greater than any one actor so Emmanuel lives on through all the franchise and everyone's peripherally aware of Emmanuel and the incredible sexual um, appetite and sort of charms that she possesses and so this beautiful young woman sits down next to former James Bond himself, George Lazenby. Fuck, I was surprised to see that name. And uh, starts talking to him, and she's like, uh, "And she's like, we've." Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she's like, "We've fucked before." And he's like, "No, no we we've and never." Like, met. Yeah, we have. I'm Emmanuel, and he's like, "No, I remember Emmanuel. You're not Emmanuel." And she's like, "No, straight up, dude. I'm Emmanuel." It's getting a little bit um because George Lazenby looks to be about late 60s mid to late 60s in this film yeah Australian model turned one time James Bond turned fourth wall breaking Bond figure George Lazenby turned uh, what's it called flashback conduit mm. for a softcore pornography franchise narrative non- device yeah non-canon but anyway, he's going, you're not Emmanuel. And she's going, yes, I am. And then she starts telling him memories that only Emmanuel could have about their sort of sexual experiences together. And he's still skeptical. And so she's like, well, I'm going to tell you even more. And pretty much the whole thing is just Emmanuel, both as the young version. And then she leaves and comes back as the older version to disprove his skepticism, just recounting the various different people and places that she has fucked. And also uh, goes some way to explaining like the... Um, slightly more mystic or sci-fi qualities Hugely of her, mystic. her ability to... It's you know, dope. She goes to, I want to say Tibet. That would be my guess Somewhere holy to Buddhists and uh, meets a couple of kind of high priest-like figures 
and um, is get the, the sort of um, they set up that Emmanuel has like been studying Buddhism to a very intense degree for an extended amount of time to get in this situation. There is a mention of the Dalai Lama, but I don't think the Dalai Lama appears in the film, which is disappointing because I figure if you can get a Bond, like you probably get the Dalai Lama to appear. Those are the same. Those are the same. So, um, a, a, a sort of high priest or monk figure. Um, oh, did you know about that chip? What chip? That chip in the windscreen. Oh yeah, I I, I did. We got to get this fucker to Novus, man, because that'll that'll open up. Show us your crack. Oh Novus. Yeah. When you find your windscreen lacking, Novus windscreen fill your cracking. Show, Show us your crack. Oh Novus. And those little radio jingles so incredible for the way they embed themselves in your memory. It's very, like, if only we could teach useful, like, math, history. Valuable information. Ethics. Packaged into the same. And, and jingles rather than, like, a fucking windscreen repair company. I don't need to hold on to that, you know? Gotta get a garage. Gotta get a garage. Gotta get a skyline. I think that ad would only work in New Zealand. I don't know that the word gottage took off internationally. I've never seen it outside of that ad, I think. The word gottage. So a cottage is sort of like a... Um, it's a cottage garage. It's like a sleep out, I guess. Picture this, everyone. It's like a high-end dog box. A garage fucks a cottage <laughs> and they have a kid. That's what a cottage is. I guess it's just a high-end garage, isn't it, really? It's, it's a, a stretch to call it a... It's a garage with a mattress. It's a garage... What, what yeah. it is is depressing. It's very. De- <laughs> it's a garage with insulation. I'd live in a in a garage with I insulation. Did. I, lived, I lived in a garage. How was that? Uh, it was fine for where I was in my life at the time. Was that the one down the end of that road? Maxwell Ave, yeah. yeah, yeah. You used to live on Maxwell Ave, didn't you? Yeah. I don't like how you much you dox yourself and others on this podcast and other projects. I had a, I did a podcast record with Ben Jenkins recently, and he told me that you said like your credit card number or something on air. You're a fucking maverick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy just doesn't give a fuck. And the guy is guy. So anyway, as I was saying, this high Tim lives on 11 Aurora Avenue. Aurora, that's where I want to be. I'm trying to make up my own jingles now to see if they'll stick. Um, So she gets given a perfume by the monk. Whoa, look at all those seagulls. Holy. That's a lot. The people in the car next to us having fish and chips. Fuck, I should go get some fish and chips. I wanted them last night and I didn't get them. So I've held over that craving. And then the perfume gives her the ability, and there are very explicit instructions which are repeated throughout the film. She is to dab it between her breasts, which is where her heart lies, and she she can become any woman on earth, any woman she wants to become. Um, but her heart must be true. Yeah. Which, like, the, the, the heart must be true thing, they keep they say it seven times, and at no point is it relevant. Like, it never comes up. None of it's relevant. Like, none of it is engaging, and disappointingly, none of it is necessarily erotic either. That's untrue. There is one part of this film that's engaging, and that is the, the like, act where we're just hanging out with rock stars. Yeah. There, okay, there's a very, very, very good... Uh, rendering of the rock star lifestyle. At one point, young Emmanuel is taking a bath in an undisclosed location, and as she's getting to the bath, we see a camera angle from inside the hamper. And I saw that and I th- from the laundry hamper, which is also is in the Antwerp? bathroom. No, they go to Antwerp oh. 10 years later. And oh. she's, anyway, and we see that, and I think, oh, that's interesting. It's sort of like 
I'm the person who's inside of the hamper watching Emmanuel get into the bath. And then it's revealed that there is a a young man who's in the hamper for reasons unexplained. And Emmanuel, bless her heart. No, he does. He kind of explains. He says, this is my house. And then they don't. No, but Emmanuel says, this is my. She says, this is my room. And he says, that's my bath. Yeah. So that is not explained. (laughs) That is incredibly unclear. But they both immediately move past the issue of ownership of space and agree that the best thing to do is to fuck. And so she relays this story to uh, George Lazenby, and he's like, hmm, incredible. Tell me, did you see him again? And she's like, not for 10 years in Antwerp. When we were, uh, he was part of a band. He was going by the name Falcon, part of a band, playing shows in nightclubs where it was twenty dollars for a Coca Cola. Yeah, all such incredible. The band writing was called Handle with Care. Yeah, and then very satisfyingly, because if she just said that and we didn't actually get to see the band, you'd be furious. The but band ripped. They instead, were like a combination of the worst components of Def Leppard, Duran Duran, Duran Duran. Um, I was going to say Dragon, but no one will know what I'm talking about. And they were exclusively playing uh, the pretty much musical progression of the song. There's no beginning, there'll be no end, because on Christmas... It's, what is that song? Well, that's the, that's the cover that they do in, in Love um, Actually. Love Actually, because it's got too many syllables. It doesn't quite work. Well. That's the Yui Boom. We were broadcasting our softcore pornography with the windows down to any other young families, friends, or tourists who pulled up next to us. Kayakers, people on their lunch breaks, seagulls. pigeons, a huge number of You know something swans. fucking weird? Those seagulls are endangered. Did you know that? No. I don't know if they're like endangered, endangered, but they're, you know, like officially endangered, but they're endangered. And there's something I quite enjoy about the... Um, Red-billed gull. I didn't even know that they were native to New Zealand, but I guess that makes sense. I mean, they are, like, with due respect to the other seagulls, the red-billed gull is obviously much more beautiful than the uh, company it's currently keeping. Like, look at the others. They're haggard. And look at the fucking beautiful red-billed gull with its perfect colouring and all spotted feathers. What ones are you even comparing it to? We've got different eyelines. There's so many non-red-billed gulls down here. Oh. Can you not see them? Mm. What, like on the grass? Is it, they've got like sort of brownie, blacky bills and different colour. Like their, My dog, their feet those aren't are the red. juveniles. They're are the they? same birds. Yeah. They're all the same crew. They're just chicks. Well, the chicks, it's very rare where a species, the chick is less attractive than the um, the full-grown uh, species. If only there was some sort of historic allegory for a young bird who is ugly and bullied for the way that it looks and then grows up to be more beautiful than those who bullied it. But alas... Maybe one day someone will write such a parable that we can use for metaphor. We must live without it. Yeah, true But anyway, we get to go to Antwerp and these guys are are playing their one song, which no one in the... The the crowd is... They've they've mixed in like sort of arena level fan noise for yeah. what is very clearly a sparsely attended gig in a nightclub but this band is obviously doing very well because they come off stage at half at what you assume is the finish of the gig but it turns out to be half time and they're in the green room and they're fucking they're, they're sucking, all, yeah, like they're eating a big meal <laughs> everyone except Falcon is uh they all peel off into this side room and start having this incredible orgy and then the manager keeps being like, we've got to go back on stage in five minutes. Sober up. We need to get out there. 
But Emmanuel has somehow tracked down the band, and she's there. So this is 10 years after they first had sex. She's tracked down, and she sees Falcon, and Falcon sees Emmanuel, and they're very excited to see one another. And um, and there's a cook named Marla who right. works for the band, and she is visibly upset. in love. Yeah, and she's visibly with upset Falcon, that Falcon, but Falcon and Emmanuel are familiar with each other. Falcon in this won't way. fuck her, and that makes her sad. And so Emmanuel, with the magic potion she has, is like, well, I know. It's so confusing what the potion is doing because, like, I thought there's a few options that you would think would be sort of the, the standard ways to go on this. By the way, when, when when you need to start driving, start driving. You got a watch on? Yeah, I got you've a got watch an appointment on. to get to. I oh, sorry, guys. I'm going to therapy after this. I can't wait to tell my therapist <laughs> what I was up to right before I stepped into the room. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> um, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? I've lost the thread. Oh no! You, no, you, you, it was not stupid. It was actually quite confusing. The functionality of the um. Oh yeah, the potion. The potion, That's right? So, like, you would think either Emmanuel would sort of transform into like a body double of that person. You know, they would look and sound exactly the same, or maybe she would enter their body and kind of like, you know, live Take as control. them. Yeah, yeah. But it was Ghost in the Machine style. It was close to that second one, but it also wasn't that. It was it a was bizarre like, hybrid. It was like a it was like a ghost um, visitation. Like she would visit the woman. Um, as as a sort of as an external voice, like yeah, a disembodied yeah. voice, and talk to the woman, but then also kind of when they fucked, they became sort of um, quantumly entangled. Yeah, Emmanuel sort of like it's also insane because she would she saw that Marla wanted to fuck Falcon, and Marla was quite troubled. She could, well, I mean, and I, I think a huge part of the reason why is that this band 
has hired her as a traveling cook, and yeah. she prepares while they're having these orgies. And guys, the music. get this. Get, if you weren't listening before, get a load of this. What she, does she make, guys? She prepares, you know, piles of small party-sized quiches. All quiches, <laughs> all, all, all the time. Just, what more could a rock and roll while, band want at halftime than cooked egg? She's frantically rolling out her... It's like too her, much protein. Her pastry crumb to make these quiches. And then what after, is she like? After the band, after the gig, the band is absolutely shit-canned, and they all sit down at this long dining table in this insane dining room that she's set up where she has... Uh, Either she or Banksy has in large letters <laughs> spray-painted the word farts. And uh, she becomes furious because no one eats her quiches. So, so it's, it's really weird that the word farts is graffitied on the wall in spray paint, but it's important you know that that is in the scene. Also, it's, uh, it's but is it spelled di- like the way that you'd spell farts if you were creating your first Hotmail account, where but, it's not with an S, it ends with a Z. It's very edgy spelling. Do you think in a different language like French or whatever this originally was in, it means something different? Like food? No. Does farts mean food in French? No. Do the French say farts when they actually mean food? No. What are we talking about when we're talking about farts? Exactly what it sounds like. But anyway, like this is, I, I do want to get to the end of this because this was the only satisfying part of the movie where we both genuinely were immersed. And so Marla's upset because she is a cook for a band who have the they have the instrumental music to one song and they have lyrics for about eight songs and that's their setup. She spends the whole show making quiches. Everyone except Falcon comes off stage. Whenever they come off stage, they immediately start having an orgy. They have one of the most disgusting orgies I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so movie, funny. It's real there was gross. One There's so the, many bananas there involved. Were so many half-peeled bananas that were sort of standing in for penises or also going near anuses and then instead of actually mouthing off on each other's genitalia or doing anything with their appendages. They're just eating bananas bananas. as you might suck on a cock. I'm kind of repulsed by bananas at the best of times. (laughs) I found it grotesque. Yeah, and in this context, it's just, it's truly stomach-churning. They're a bad fruit. No, no, bananas are great. No, they make me they they make me sick. They're not a sexy fruit, but they're really good for you. Yeah. Um, Very sugary, though. Yeah, but it's a good sugar. You've got to use it. I actually, I've been told... Uh, by a few different people that their mental association of me is with banana in hand. Fuck, that's weird. Yeah. How do you, it's a very funny fruit, though, so I get that. It's like comedy guy, comedy food, banana. But I'm not doing anything funny with it. I'm holding it's fu- it It's eat. just a funny fruit. I will like, say this. Yellow I, is a funny color, and banana is a funny fruit. I think I probably hold on to my banana before I eat it longer than most. What do you think that is? There's a bit of a build-up. Because I like bananas. I know they're good for me. I know it's a good source of Let's energy. Let's start your therapy session here in the car. I, Why I know are you holding on to this banana? I know it's a healthy snack, but some part of me is also like, I have an association from when I was younger, which is I didn't like bananas because I didn't like their consistency. Yeah, that's my deal. Yeah, and so... That kind of make me gag, Before be I actually start eating the banana, there's still some small subconscious part of me that's like, oh, I don't know if I want this. Yeah. And then I crack into it, and I, I always enjoy it. I love a banana in a smoothie. Yeah, man, same. That's how I'm eating my banana. I have, like, a banana a day. Do you have a, a smoothie, smoothie every day? Pretty much, Neutral yeah. bullet. Yep, pretty much. I did that when... So I'm not vegan anymore, but I was for about six months, and I was doing it to make sure I was getting, like, omega and shit. Yeah. So I, I needed a vehicle to put, like, the... Um, this is stuff called Floridex, and it's it's all plant but it has stuff that you generally can only get from uh, animal products. 
like yeah. fish and, and eggs. Fish, people go crazy for fish oil. Yeah, dude, it's the omegas. It's those um, beautiful essential fatty acids, omegas three and six. Also present in hemp seeds. Ah. So. Fish, you know, you don't think of, when you catch a fish, very rarely do people wring it out for its oil. They usually go for the fillets. But How wrong you are. Fish oil is very expensive now. Very good for your joints. Fuck me. Yeah, does a lot of stuff. Someone's in the pocket of big fish. It's me, Tim. Uh, but so, oh, it is harder to tell stories while you're driving. You're doing but a good job so far, but also don't crash. Marla and Falcon, they're both in this situation where he's the lead singer of this band, which is inexplicably tremendously successful. Mm. Marla is a cook for the band, and she's frustrated because she makes all these quiches and no one eats them, and eventually she explodes. During uh, this disgusting banana... Figuratively, she doesn't literally yeah, explode. Yeah, banana-based orgy. She blows up at everyone. She starts breaking dishes. She says to Falcon, why are you paying me? You never eat my cooking. And and he's like, oh, I get what's happening here. I'll pay you more money. And she's like, no, not that's not the, the point. Money. You won't fuck me. And then so Emmanuel and Falcon go back to the hotel. And Emmanuel sort of had her way with Falcon. She's like, I don't actually want to fuck him. I can see an opportunity to use this potion for good here. Mm. And so she goes back to her hotel room by herself. She puts the potion on. She's pure of heart. She puts the potion on her skin and she becomes a woman again yeah and she also gets the hose and then she goes and visits Marla and Marla's like what are you doing and Emmanuel's like trust me this is the good stuff and then she travels both semi as a ghost and semi within Marla's body to Falcon's room and she's made a pastrami sandwich two beers and this is after she and Marla have had a chat yeah. about how she needs to be and less then perfect Marla finally has her wicked way with Falcon and yeah. vice versa. And yeah. then uh, she goes back to speaking to George Lazenby and she's like, pretty cool, huh? And George Lazenby's like, yeah, pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> how did I do? I'm so impressed by how well you did and I'm very grateful for it because honestly, I, I can remember very little. There's, um, so that's kind of the second act, what guys that have been the, talking and about. And it was the best one. It, it was, was It was funny, it was fun. Yeah. It was se- I mean, it wasn't sexy, but it was horny. But they were, young, they were young people, which I liked. Like I, they, were appro- they were they were age appropriate rock stars. They were yeah, like twenty four. Yeah. You know, I um, I would have found the sex scenes in this movie would have been very titillating to me as a sort of when I was writing the target demo that thirteen fourteen year old boy. Um, it really would have got me going. But like, it's the challenge with these Emmanuel movies now is the stories are so like the stories are so winding and long and not remotely engaging. And the sex scenes, uh, I kind of liked the, 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 I liked, I liked. I liked how big they went on this one with the mystical element, and they're kind of setting up. This is how Emmanuel, the franchise, is going to yeah, work now. She's both, sort of now an immortal, which is way more interesting than some movies about a woman who fucks. It's like here's a woman imbued with eternal life and the ability to transform into other people. Yeah. Um, why? Because that is the cleanest vehicle we could think of to get it a fuck. And they, they are like back, those sort of back explaining uh, previous, you know, questions people might have had, even though this isn't canon, which I, I guess not. How is this not canon, though? What does that even mean? I think it might be because the first. A non canonical. Seven are inspired by the books, and this one is. This one said explicitly at the start that it was based on. The character, the ser- yeah, the character, but not, a, not an actual book. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I just feel if if Sylvia Cristal's in it, it counts. Is it Max Key? Is it? 
Should we ask? Oh. An Audi. JMOS is the... Oh, I probably shouldn't uh, say plate numbers on the podcast. It's an you? Audi A4. Montgomery. Hey, just... There you go, Man, buddy. motorbikes are so annoying. You hate them, eh? Just for free... Wait a minute. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, I don't know if that's Max Key. Max Key was New Zealand's um, first son. He leveraged his dad being the Prime Minister into a semi-lucrative career as a DJ, an yeah. electronic musician. A DJ and sort of like like EDM scenester figure. And um, also a national punchline for a while. Absolutely. I believe he follows me on Instagram. Does he? Yeah. We should hang out with Max Key. That's why I figured it would have been nice to say, are you Max Key? And he might have said, are you Guy Montgomery? No. Nah. And you guys would have been like, oh, we're best friends now. I'm jettisoning Tim back from my life because I don't need him anymore. No. Nice. Now no. I have the wealth and the friendship. of the great Max Key. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not a bad film. That's, that's, what you just said now is contrary to everything you have said before that sentence. Well, I know. I just put all the pieces together. There was an enjoyable chunk in the middle. What are you looking for from your skin flick? This one, you know, could I masturbate to it? <laughs> At a push? At a push. As Definitely a, there were scenes that you could masturbate to in this film. Undeniably. There were um, some very beautiful men and women in various states of undress in this movie. Yeah. I would have had a huge... Like, the, the banana orgy scene, I just cannot emphasize enough to you how disgusting... They weren't putting... <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't putting the bananas in anything. Yeah. But they were using the bananas in a way that was... Um, right next to and around... Do you know horrified. what it is? It's just like they... One of the bananas was where... Oh, shit. Are we recording? Is this thing on? Yep. Yep, we're good. <laughs> The dangers of recording in a one car. of the one of the bananas was where an erect like it was it was a stand-in for an erect penis, which is I guess fine. But like then you see the the person performing fellatio on the technical penis biting technical into the, like penis. biting into it, and it just made me so like it's just they just don't just they don't go together. Bananas in the bedroom. Bananas in the bedroom, bananas in the bedroom. They don't go together. Bananas in the bedroom. <laughs> Listen to your fucking jingle. I got so bored during that movie. Fuck, it was boring. Oh, but also, like, to be fair to the film, um, watching on a cell phone screen in front of the ocean probably isn't the way we should be doing this. On future. one hand, not what they had in mind when they made it in 1993. On the other hand, how great for them that this thing that they made, which they probably thought was a relic of the past, is being experienced, discussed, and viewed using such <laughs> modern technology. Can I um, tell you something that's kind of more friend zone fodder? But I'm putting it on this because we're not going to record a friend zone today. Uh, yeah. So on our Patreon, uh, every month we're supposed to watch a movie that they have selected for us. Okay, it's one of the rewards. We did not do one in August, probably because we were too busy recording the latest season of Overlooked and Undercooked, a critical analysis of Rob Schneider's work. His latest special. And... Asian Mama. Mexican Kids. Yeah. Why is it called that guy? Well, because his mama is Asian, Tim. And? The second bit? Why, his kids are Mexican. Thank you. Uh, 
So I said, hey, do you know what? So for September, which is the month we're currently in, um, what guy and I should probably do to atone for that is like do a double header. So we've got to watch a movie and it's sequel. And I didn't really think about the ramifications of that. And so I put it to the group. I fucking ran into the person who spearheaded this in a food court the other day. And they said, and our friend Tom Cottle, designer of, of most of our podcast art, the person who designed the image you currently see of a shirtless Adam Sandler with glee, jumped on there and commented within like two hours of the post going up, sex in the city, one and two. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me, eh? I was like, okay, this is how we make right on this of missing our reward. We'd, we'd fucking double down. It didn't even occur to me as a possibility. What a dirty dog. Yeah. Fuck. So, so that's what's up. Boy. I wanted to get your reaction on on the record. He had the most wicked glint in his eye. When Dude, he told Tom me. knows what's up. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he knows what buttons to push. Fucking oh, out. you fuckers. Right, so I've probably armed you for your therapy session now. You got yeah, some good absolutely. stuff to talk about. Um, I gotta be in there in six minutes. I might try buy a chalky fish from the dairy around the corner before. Chalky fish, never miss. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm gonna keep um brainstorming some of these hot new jingles I'm working on. And um uh yeah, we'll 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 catch you guys soon. Uh as mentioned we've got the Patreon there, we've got another revisit of Sex in the City ones and twos coming out I don't know when the fuck we're gonna have time to record that because it's like a whole day. We'll make sitch. the time. I just wanna leave everyone on this done. thought. Yo. Banana in the smoothie, feeling groovy. Banana with the penis, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.